Who is going to buy the WWE and have the potential buyers shifted? With the rumors going around, could we see Mercedes possibly appear in AEW one of these days? Does the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn match tease a possible betrayal from Roman Reigns if Sami Zayn does not win? And could we see potential upsets in wildcard week? All this news for episode 3 for the Talk is War podcast with Wavy Eddie. So get your popcorn ready and let's get to war. What is going on, you guys? Welcome to the Back to the Talk is War podcast. I'm your host, Wavy Eddie. And today we got episode three. Um, this has been a very wild week in wrestling again, which is very weird because this week in wrestling has changed a lot and it's given us a lot of things to talk about. And we have to start talking about it now. I hope you guys have had a very good afternoon this Friday afternoon. Smackdown is tonight. I hope you guys are ready. It's a very big show. But let's get to the news on the WWE. So there's been some false reports of the WWE making a deal with Saudi Arabia in pursuit of the sale of the company. And it's gotten the social media platforms going crazy. When this rumor occurred, everyone was going bonkers everyone was shocked that this was going to happen um our childhood company is was going down the drain to the saudis it's it was just an amazing scene because a lot of people were shocked and it was just weird a weird day that that day was but it turns out it was all just rumors and there hasn't been a deal finalized yet so which leads me to the question, has the potential buyers shifted when it comes to the potential buyers of the WWE? And who's going to be the buyer of the WWE when all this is said and done? Now, earlier that day, we had some other shocking news about Stephanie McMahon. She officially resigns from co-CEO of the WWE. Returning to her leave of absence. Um, This is very interesting because obviously there's some crazy things going on in the WWE right now. Um, Vince McMahon is getting sued again for trying to breach into the company's management. Which might have possibly led to Stephanie McMahon resigning. But I don't believe so. I think Stephanie is just taking a leave of absence. She's probably going to go back with her family. And I think that's just about it with with that. But Steph, Stephanie McMahon, that, that news was very crazy because she's very liked in this company. You could tell from the social media post, um, the comments there, everyone was just supporting Stephanie. Everyone was praying for her and all that stuff because you can tell in that company, everyone respect, everybody respects Stephanie McMahon. Everyone loves her. And it's going to be a big loss for them. Stephanie McMahon has done great things for this company as co-CEO, along with Nick Khan and Triple H as head of creative. The company has been going on a roll for the past few months. And I think, I personally believe Vince McMahon is just trying his best to destroy this company, which I don't think is the right thing to do. So... 
now there's news that Vince McMahon is now the executive chairman of the WWE. And there's been reports after the Saudi rumors were debunked that a shareholder has sued Vince McMahon, who is currently 81% of the company's shareholder. He is he's suing Vince McMahon for trying to breach into the company's management, which he was not allowed to do so by the SEC because Vince McMahon did state that his pursuit of coming back to the company was to search for a potential buyer, not to um, not to take control of any management position or anything like that. So we don't know what's going on with that right now. It's all a lot of crazy news that, wow, the WWE's, I don't know what's going to happen with them. We don't know who's going to be the potential buyer. I still believe it's going to be Comcast, possibly Disney. You know what? I actually wouldn't mind Disney now because I just don't want Saudi Arabia to get this company. I'm not... I'm not a firm believer that Saudi Arabia would do anything good with this company because they they don't care about this company. They don't care about the WWE. Um, They don't care about... Well, they care about their people, right? They care about the fans over there. But they don't care about the company like we do, if that makes sense. This is all just crazy stuff that it needs to... Mm, it needs to change. We need to have more positivity when it comes to the WWE and this crazy news is just going to step over positive things that might happen tonight or next week. And now there's also more rumors regarding um AEW. Um Adam Cole is back in AEW from that serious injury that happened at AEW Forbidden Door, which is crazy. I'm happy that he's back, man. When he gave that promo t- on Wednesday, I was just so happy to see him, man. I was worried that we were not going to see him again. And Adam Cole is such an amazing talent that he's going to be missed wherever he went. And it's it's crazy to see him back, but it's amazing. I I love to see it back. So he gave a promo when he came back, talking about that he's coming back for all the glory in AEW. Stated, a new Adam Cole is born. So what does that mean? I think that means that he's trying to get to that title shot, man. I mean, would you guys see? Would you guys want to see it? Adam Cole versus MJF or Adam Cole versus Brian Danielson? I would love to see it. It it would be a great match for them. Just amazing match to see. And it's just amazing to see Adam Cole be back from that serious head injury that it's hard for a wrestler to come back with those. You know, seeing what happened with him, hearing what happened with him during that promo, it was just very sad, man, but... I'm glad he's back. I'm glad he's able to continue to do what he loves. 
And he deserves a lot of appreciation right now because Adam Cole has been one of the most talented people that we've seen in a long time. Adam Cole, when he came to the WWE and NXT, he was amazing. And even before that, when he was in Ring of Honor, he was great, man. Just Adam Cole has done so many impactful things in every promotion that he's been in that he needs to be recognized as one of the greats, man. Adam Cole is just him. He's him. Um, We're going to come right back with some Mercedes Monet news. So stick around and we'll be back. And we're back. Now, before I give you guys more news on Mercedes Monet possibly showing up at AW one day, even though she did not show up on Wednesday, I want to talk to you guys about Saudi Arabia possibly buying the WWE and a lot of wrestlers are not happy about it. According to Fightful, um, there's been many talks about the wrestlers possibly walking out of the company if Saudi Arabia does buy it. And honestly, I do see that happening if it happens, man. Um, people like Sami Zayn don't go to Saudi Arabia. People like um, Kevin Owens, they don't go to Saudi Arabia. And I... I just don't think it's good business to do have this company in Saudi Arabia. You know, Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, those are incredible talents that you can't le- you can't lose. And you have to do whatever it takes to have to keep them both from this com- in this company. So, I believe just keeping this company with the states um I did hear that Stephanie and Triple H were opposing the sale of the company because of how good's been how good it's been and I agree man I don't I don't find a a reason why they're selling this company at all you know with the new era of Triple H Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan they've been going on a roll everything's been great for them you know money wise pay-per-view wise fans wise crowd attendance wise Everything's been going good for them. The storylines are much better. The wrestlers have more TV time. The ones that deserve the TV time have gotten the TV time they deserve. It's amazing to see the wrestlers that when Vince McMahon was running the creative team, you had no you had no idea where these potential stars we're going to be at because of Vince McMahon creatively. You know, LA Knight is someone that I like to put in, put in as an example. When Vince McMahon was running this company, LA Knight was a maximum male models agent or whatever he was, the leader of maximum male models. And it wasn't good, man. He went from being LA Knight, the megastar in NXT, to Max Dupree, the leader of the Maximum Male Models. That that just wasn't right, man. Seeing LA Knight have that gimmick, you know. If Vince McMahon was still here, he would still have that gimmick. We would not we would have not seen LA Knight at all. And another person I like to put in as an example is Gunther. Vince McMahon didn't like Gunther at all. 
according to reports, some reports, Vince McMahon was going to bur- bury Gunther and send him back to NXT just because of one match. And I don't understand it because with Triple H now running the creative team, Gunther is one of the most dominant mid-card stars there is in the WWE right now. Hell, in the wrestling industry, the impact Gunther has made for the Intercontinental Championship has been phenomenal. We haven't seen the Intercontinental Championship be this important in years, you know. And Gunther deserves so much respect that I believe Vince McMahon was never going to give him if he's running the creative team. So I personally don't, I'm not a fan of them trying to sell the company. You know, I understand why Stephanie and Triple H were opposed of the sale of the company. And I don't like to make any speculation, but there's some very fishy stuff going on in that company with um, Stephanie McMahon leaving and many members of the board of directors having to be fired just so Vince McMahon can take their spot. It's just crazy, man. Vince McMahon and his little loyalties, his loyal people, I don't know what that is, um, taking their spots. It's crazy. I don't understand it. So now with Mercedes Monet, we had the buildup, the hype from... Tony Storm and Soraya versus Dr. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. So last week we had a little promo where Dr. Britt Baker was kind of making little teasers regarding Mercedes saying, oh, she's the boss of this women's division. And it gave us it gave fans a lot of hype. You know, people were hyped for this match and the company did build this matchup to be very hyped. So we all had a feeling, well, a lot of us had a feeling that someone was going to be there or there's something going on that they're not telling us. So last week, I made a prediction that Tony Storm was going to get attacked backstage um, before the match happens. We get Dr. Britt Baker in the ring first with Jamie Hayter. And then the lights go out. Well, Soraya comes in first. The lights go out. And Mercedes is in AEW. That's what I was predicting. It was nothing like that. <laughs> it was Soraya and Tony Storm versus um, Dr. Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter. That was the match. And I'm not I'm not mad at it. You know, I'm, I'm okay with it. It's fine. I'm not... I don't think um any anyone should be mad at the de- decision, you know. But I have this question now. You know, there's also rumors going around with the wrestlers, you know, teasing Mercedes Monet. So my question is, is there going to be a day where she's going to appear in AEW? We know she's not signed with a company right now, you know, she's doing work in Japan um, for New Japan Pro Wrestling. I don't know if they signed her. I think she's doing a per appearance deal, but she's doing stuff in Japan right now. And I personally would 
I don't know if I want to see her in the, in AEW, man. Um, you know, the women's division there is it's improving, right? But Tony Khan just I don't I don't like how he books sometimes, man. Or I don't I don't understand why he keeps superstars that are very big stars, sometimes not booked at all. Guys like Miro. Miro is a big star and he hasn't been booked at all for like months. Malachi Black, man, he's amazing. Where's his um singles run? Where's the title run from him? You know, why isn't he holding the TNT championship or stuff like stuff of that nature? Um I think Mercedes would be one of those people that Tony Khan would put on the back burner, you know. Possibly would forget to book her. Um, and I just don't know, man. I'm not a very big fan of Sasha Banks or Mercedes Monet going to AEW. I think she, she'll be doing fine in Japan, right? She's going to get the IWGP women's title. That's my prediction for Battle in the Valley. Speaking of Battle in the Valley, Mercedes Monet versus Kyrie is the only match that's been announced so far. And that show has already been sold out. If that doesn't tell you the power of Mercedes, the power of Sasha Banks, the star power, I don't know what does. You know, there's a lot of people that said that Mercedes was not going to be cared about by other people. Um, other companies are not going to care about her. But this just proves that it was all false, man. If you look at the stats, if you look at the numbers of subscriptions on New Japan Pro Wrestling World, she's increased that. She upped up the levels, you know? Mercedes, just with the only match being booked on the card, well, announced on the card so far with Mercedes Monet versus Kyrie being the only match announced. It's already sold out. That's crazy. Um, I'm telling you guys, Mercedes is a superstar. She's always going to be a superstar. And there's no denying her star power. So we'll be back and we'll talk about the, tonight's SmackDown. And we're back. So tonight we have a big SmackDown tonight, man. We have a one-on-one match between Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. We're going to get into ma- that match later on, but we're going to talk about Gunther versus Braun Strowman for the for the Intercontinental Championship. So, they've been building up the feud between um Braun Strowman and Gunther ever since they started the whole World Cup tournament. You know, we've had segments with um Braun Strowman and Gunther <clears throat> Obviously, Ricochet was the one that won the World Cup, and um, Gunther won that match. He defeated Ricochet to defend the Intercontinental Championship. But now the new challenger is Braun Strowman. I don't know how this match is gonna go, man. You know, I think Gunther is going to win the match for sure, but we're gonna see some, you know, some vulnerable sides of Gunther tonight because. You know, Braun Strowman is a big boy. And uh, 
it's going to be hard to make him, make both of these men look very strong in this match. But I think Gunther is going to come out with a win. It's going to be fantastic. Gunther knows how to put on matches with big men. It's going to be the whole case of, quote-unquote, from Big E, big men, big meaty men slapping meat. <laughs> um, but yeah, Gunther versus Braun Strowman is going to be great. Um, I'm I'm very fond. I'm, I'm on the Gunther hype train, bro. I've always been. Gunther is amazing. He... He's going to be a world champion soon, man. If he doesn't lose the Intercontinental Championship, um, well, if he loses it, I'm going to, I would put him in the world title position, man, because he's made that inter- Intercontinental title so prestigious and he deserves so much appreciation right now. So I think, in my opinion, Gunther should be holding this title for as long as he can until he can break the longest reigning intercontinental championship record. So obviously Gunther has that credibility. He's we've seen him hold a hold a title for around 800 and something days. He's held the NXT UK World Championship for like 870 days or something like that. But so he has that credibility. Why can't we have him hold the Intercontinental Championship for five, 450 something days or for as long as he can hold the title? As long as he breaks the record, that is how long I want him to hold the title. I want him to break the record and I want him to become the longest reigning Intercontinental Champion. And yeah, man, Gunther, he's. He's going to put on fantastic matches with that title. He's a perfect fit for the title. He's a perfect fit for a world title. I've always said it. Um, if we're not going to do um, The Rock beating Roman Reigns for the Universal title, or if we're going to... Obviously, I think we're going to split the titles. We're going to give Cody the WWE Championship. But... Whoever doesn't, whoever um, is next to defeat Roman Reigns for that universal title and Gunther is not holding that intercontinental title, I would put Gunther versus Roman Reigns possibly in late 2023 or early 2024. Have him defeat Roman Reigns for the universal title. Man, Gunther is so deserving of a world title shot that... It's going to be amazing to see him as a world champion. Now, we got to talk about Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn. The storyline that is in this match is just amazing. So, we started this storyline with the whole Sami Uso bloodline, obviously. But we started the Kevin Owens versus the bloodline version of Sami Zayn with the whole war game situation, you know? Sami Zayn was talking with with um, Kevin Owens backstage outside of the Bloodline's locker room about um, the Bloodline possibly turning on Sami Zayn. And he kept it in mind. Sami Zayn did keep it in mind about possibly him 
um, turning his back on the Rome, on the bloodline before they do it, because that's what Kevin Owens told them, told him. Obviously, Jey Uso, the bloodline heard about it. They questioned him if he was part of the bloodline, if he does this for his family. And he proved it at war games. He sacrificed his friend, Kevin Owens, for the bloodline. And after that, um, you know, Kevin Owens said, you know what? I don't want anything to do with you. You know, we're done with everything. And there's been some like very interesting moments between the bloodline and Sami Zayn. You know, I said it last week. Are the bloodline betraying Sami Zayn now? Like very soon? Because I feel like Roman Reigns is tricking Sami Zayn into a very like brutal betrayal. Man, it's going to break a lot of people's hearts. The Bloodline story has been so great with Sami Zayn. He's brought life to this faction. And it's going to be hard to see him without the Bloodline. But it's going to pay off for Sami Zayn because we're going to see a babyface Sami Zayn. Something that we haven't seen in a while, man. And Sami Zayn's always been... Someone that has the potential to be a world champion. Or, yeah, in my opinion, I think he has the potential to be a world champion. I think we're going to be able to see him in that world championship slot at the Elimination Chamber against Roman Reigns. He's not going to win. I don't believe he's going to beat Roman Reigns. But I think he's. it's going to be a hard-fought battle at Elimination Chamber. And so this match... The question is, does the Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn match tease a possible betrayal from Roman Reigns if Sami Zayn does not win the match? Now, Sami Zayn has been taking the pins when it comes to Roman Reigns and Sami Zayn teaming up together. Sami Zayn has been taking a couple L's lately. You know, he he got pinned by Kevin Owens when... He tagged with Roman Reigns against against John Cena and Kevin Owens. And Roman Reigns put the loss on him. He blamed it on Sami Zayn by saying that Roman Reigns never loses. He wasn't even in the match when the pin was going on. So technically, Roman Reigns says that he didn't lose a match. Obviously, technically, he didn't lose a match because he didn't get pinned. But, you know, it still counts. <laughs> um. So, and then last week, Roman Reigns, you know, pressed Sami Zayn, pressed him hard, asking him if he's loyal to the bloodline or if he's trying to be the tribal chief. Because we've seen Sami Zayn take that leadership role and with the bloodline when Roman Reigns is not here. You know, we see... When you look at the bloodline without Roman Reigns, you can see that Sami Zayn looks like somewhat of a leader for that group when Roman is not there as they start taking over like the shows and everything. I believe it's going to be a match to see. You're not going to want to miss it. The whole show, you're not going to want to miss SmackDown, man. SmackDown's been so great these past couple of weeks. 
you know, with the whole LA Knight Bray Wyatt feud, with the Bloodline feud, with Gunther as IC Championship champion, um, the rise of Ricochet, the revival of Ricochet, man. Ricochet's been amazing on SmackDown. You know, we got Santos Escobar climbing up the ranks. It's amazing to see as a Latino, seeing Santos Escobar climb up the ranks up there on SmackDown. Um, it's great to see, man. SmackDown's going to be fun. We'll be right back, and we're going to give you guys some playoff predictions for this wildcard weekend. So, the NFL playoffs are officially here, and this is going to be an interesting tournament because when it comes to the NFC, we really don't know who's going to come out on top on the NFC. Because you have two good teams right now, the Eagles and the 49ers. You know, before the, in the midway through the season, you thought, you know what, the Eagles are going to take the NFC. They're dominating right now. Everyone is losing to them by like 30, 40 points. But the 49ers, they've slowly started getting up the ranks and they've, they've increased their productivity throughout the games, you know, with Christian McCaffrey. Being on the team, it made a very great impact. And I think Brock, per- Brock Purdy is is happy to have Christian McCaffrey on that team because, you know, Brock Purdy's been playing well too. Brock Purdy, he's been playing great for this team. So, you know, there's some crazy outcomes that can happen in the playoffs. But I wanted to ask you guys, are there going to be any upsets this week? In wildcard week in the NFL playoffs. So I'm going to give you guys my predictions for every game. We're going to start off with um, the 49ers and the Seahawks. You know, like I said, man, the 49ers are on a roll right now. It's going to be a a decent game. You know, the Seahawks got heart. They have, you know, some that that resiliency that they have. You know, I like to talk a lot about professional wrestling they have resiliency they have the comeback and um Geno Smith has been the heart and soul of the team for the for the Seahawks you know he's been playing good football lately but I just don't think it's enough for the 49ers man I think the 49ers are going to dominate this game and it's going to be like a two touchdown game for the 49ers to win I think the 49ers are going to take this one and move on to the divisional round. So, I actually have two upsets for this week. The first one will be, I think the Jaguars are going to defeat the Los Angeles Chargers this week. So, the Chargers are a very good team. You know, I'm a very big fan of Justin Herbert. He's an amazing quarterback. And... The Los, the, the Los Angeles Chargers have been amazing. But um, the stuff that Jacksonville has been able to do for the past couple of weeks, getting into that playoff spot, getting the opportunity to play at home, having the home field advantage for this game, winning the division is amazing, man, you know. Seeing them how they played last year to compare to this year, it's like 
day and night, man. Trevor Lawrence has really been emerging as a quarterback. I've always been a fan of him. I'm a Clemson fan. Trevor Lawrence has, you know, he's a legend in Clemson, man. He's done great things over there. I'm I'm happy to see Trevor Lawrence do his thing in Jacksonville. And I believe they're going to beat the Los, the, the Los Angeles Chargers. I, I apologize. It's going to be a good game. It's going to be very close. It's a very exciting matchup to see. But I think the Jaguars are going to pull out on top of this game. So we have the Buffalo Bills against the Miami Dolphins. You know, this game might actually be a bit closer than everybody thinks. You know, a lot of people are predicting that the Bills are going to dominate. The Bills are going to just run through the Dolphins and stuff of that nature. I think the Bills are going to win, but I think it's going to be a very close game. You know, the Bills have something to play for now. You know, prayers up for DeMar Hamlin. I'm glad to see that he's doing great. You know, he's he's a warrior, man. He's great. And the Bills have something to play for now. Have something to play for. I believe um, in the beginning of the season, I had... The Bills actually going to the Super Bowl. And I'm still going to hold on to that to that prediction. I think the Buffalo Bills are good enough to win the Super Bowl, man. They're very good. They're a very good team. And I think they might be able to, you know, defeat the Chiefs this year, move on to the Super Bowl, and um, just have a good run in the playoffs this year. Josh Allen, even though, he, yes, he's kind of inaccurate so far he's kind of an an an, an inaccurate quarterback um he he does play well he's a very good runner that makes an impact on the field whenever he's on, he's running the ball and you know the bills just have an offensive powerhouse and a very good defensive team so i believe the bills are going to be able to to um pull this one off if they can stop Tyreek Hill so, another upset of the week. This is actually going to be my second upset. I have the New York Giants defeating the Minnesota Vikings. Now, I might get some heat for this because, you know, the Minnesota Vikings are good. They're 12 and 3, I believe. I don't know. I don't know what their record is, but um the Minnesota Vikings, I just don't trust them, man. You know, I don't trust Kirk Cousins. He's played he's played decent so far. You know, you always have Justin Jefferson, right? You always have Adam Thieland in that team. But I just don't believe the Vikings are good enough to defeat the Giants, man. The Giants have a very good run game in Saquon Barkley. Um, Daniel Jones... He might be the he might be the the negative when it comes to the Giants, but when it comes to Saquon Barkley, man, he's he's able to do anything he wants when it comes to a defense like the Vikings. It's going to be a good game. But I think we're gonna see an upset with the Giants defeating the Minnesota Vikings and moving on to the divisional round. So I'm excited for that game. Hopefully. You know, we see Saquon Barkley emerge as a superstar for that team. 
you know, in the playoffs. We're going to see. But I think the Giants are going to be able to defeat the Minnesota Vikings in the wild card. We have the Bengals versus the Ravens. So this game is going to be a lot different than earlier this year. You know, Lamar Jackson was hurt and everything. I still think the Bengals are going to pull off this game. They're going to pull off the win. Obviously, it's going to be a closer game with Lamar Jackson back. and But, you know, Joe Burrow is just playing the best football he's played in his career. The It looks like the Bengals are finally hitting it off on offense, you know, with Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd. And Joe Burrow is just going to, I think he's going to have a very good game this week. It's gonna be it's gonna be close, but I think the Bengals are gonna pull off the win, actually. I'm I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a two touchdown win. But I think Lamar Jackson I think Lamar Jackson is going to prove a lot of people why he's a great quarterback for the Ravens. And you know, we've he's had some struggles in the playoffs, you know. His past couple of games in the playoffs, he's struggled a bit. But I think this game, he's going to show some greatness for the Ravens, you know, when it comes to the playoff games. So the last game of the week on Monday for Monday Night Football, this one might actually might actually be the most anticipated, the most exciting matchup of the year. And it's the Dallas Cowboys against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Last year we had this this matchup in the beginning of 2021. It was the first game of the season. It was a very close game, a shootout. And the Buccaneers came out with the win. You know, Tom Brady's undefeated against the Cowboys. But Dak Prescott, he let him know after the game. He said, "You know what? We're going to see you again. We're going to see you again in the play- and now they're gonna see him. They're gonna see each other in the playoffs. A healthy Dak Prescott with a team, a Dallas Cowboys team that has struggled the past month. You know, you know, Dak Prescott struggled a lot this season. He's had a pick six for the past seven games, I believe. I don't think a lot of those are his fault. You know, it's tough when you have um, not a very good receiving core. You know, you have your C.D. Lamb. C.D. Lamb is a very good wide receiver. But, you know, a guy like Noah Brown, I'm not really a fan of him. He hasn't really shown much this season. And I just think that... I just think that um, the offense really needs to click this game. The run, the run offense has to click this game in order for the Cowboys to have a chance to defeat the Buccaneers. Even though the Buccaneers have struggled all season. And this is the first time in Tom Brady's career where he's going into the playoffs with a losing record. Can you can you guys believe that? That's crazy, man. You know, obviously Tom Brady is going to show out in the playoffs, right? He's He's proven why he's great. He's a great player. He's able to do what he wants when it comes to the clutch moments, right? 
Tom Brady is going to execute plays no matter who he has on that team. But it's going to be very difficult, man. You know, Micah Parsons is a dog, man. Micah Parsons, it's going to be very difficult to contain Micah Parsons, even though he's been contained a little bit these past couple of weeks with a very with a very serious injury. He I think he I believe he has a hand injury. But I think he's going to be playing in this game. And I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say the Cowboys are gonna defeat the Buccaneers. I think I strongly believe the Cowboys are the better team, right? They're a better team than the Buccaneers. There's no question about that. But can the Cowboys execute during the playoffs, you know? Can they execute and show their full potential in the playoffs? And that is what's going to struggle. That's, what, that's what's going to be hard for them because they always struggle when it comes to the playoff games, you know? We saw them last year against the 49ers, a game that the Cowboys could have won, but they choked. You know, they struggled the whole game. Fourth quarter comes around, they score so many points to to really like make the make the game a lot closer and it really ended like end of the at the end of the the play, you know, end of the game, you know. Like one second. It was a crazy game. But I think Dak Prescott is going to show a much better performance than he had last year against the Niners, than he had against the Rams, you know. He's going to show a great performance, I believe. He might throw some interceptions, well, possibly one, but I think the Cowboys are going to be able to pull off this win here. And that is it for episode three. Thank you guys for supporting this podcast. Thank you guys for listening to episode three of the Talk is War podcast with Wavy Eddie. It's been a great show. I hope you guys have a very great Friday afternoon. Get ready for SmackDown. Get ready for the NFL playoffs. We got a lot this week. And I hope you guys have fun out there.